My name is Mike, aka MTB Trigger, and I am excited to bring to you this unique episode. We are featuring an interview with the winner of the most recent PUBG Twitch Rivals Tournament. I'll catch you on the backside of the interview to wrap up the episode and give you a preview on what's coming on the next episodes of the Winner Winner Podcast. Folks, I don't want to make you wait any longer. We have had some incredible guests on the show, but today's guest is super exciting for me personally. I was introduced to his Twitch channel back in November of 2018, and I can honestly say it is an amazing community, and I would put it up there as one of the coolest communities on Twitch. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce our guest on the show today, the winner of the most recent Twitch Rivals PUBG tournament on March 6th last week, the legend and owner of the finest deli on Twitch, Hambino. <laughs> Welcome, sir. How are you? How are you feeling coming off that win, man? I am doing fantastic. Uh, thank you, MTB. Uh, what an introduction, huh? That was uh, that was fantastic. It's uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for asking me to come on. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm glad you uh, could fit it into your schedule. I know it's crazy, especially with that tourney last week. Yeah, tournament was um well what are we at now? Today is uh today is Sunday. Tournament was Wednesday, so yes, had a couple days uh had gone past. You know, we've been enjoying the spoils of the victory, you know. Nice man. So I gotta ask you, what was it like playing with Halifax? Oh, it was it was awesome. So Halifax is somebody that I have recently um met, you know, not too long ago. Our relationship is uh is rather new, Intr- introduced to him through swagger. Um and honestly, every time we play together, it's great. Uh, we got our hands dirty a few times just playing some regular public matches of PUBG. Always a blast. Um, and we actually got into our first tournament, uh, surprisingly enough, was a Call of Duty Blackout tournament. Uh, a game that I am not as familiar uh, with as Halifax was, <laughs> but um, it, it was a blast as well. We ended up taking 10th there, so not quite as good, you know, when we uh, we flexed our muscles in our... Um, in our PUBG game. Uh, but, you know, every time you get to play with Halifax, it's always a great time. So I got to ask you, is is he as nice as he seems or does he have a dark side? Well, anyone who knows Halifax a little bit knows that the uh, the man likes to have some fun. He's known to, uh, to throw out some harmless yet, you know, troll jokes here and there. Um, but as far as I could tell, he's as genuine as he seems. You could tell us the truth, you know. <laughs> I'll report back on that once I get to know him a little bit better. All right, all right. Well, before we get into the hard-hitting PUBG questions, I want to talk a little bit about your gaming background. So give us the 60-second history of your gaming career. All right, 60-second history. Um, I've been playing video games for a very long time. My father was actually a uh, you know a big video game player, so I started off with console at a young age. Gravitated towards uh, PC in the teenage years, got into some Counter-Strike, some World of Warcraft, uh, you know, pretty much a little bit of everything. FPS games were always my favorite, uh, you know, and then uh, I came into PC gaming quite heavily about two years ago, playing a mixture of Counter-Strike, The Division, um, Smite, which was a MOBA that I was into at the time. Uh, and that pretty much transpired into me stumbling upon PUBG, and now we're here. Awesome, man. Well, you mentioned a couple games there that I myself played, but I got to ask you, what is your guilty pleasure game that people may or may not know that you play or played in the past? In the past? Hmm, that's a hard question. That that one would actually probably require me to sit for, for a couple of minutes and be like, what is that? What is that one game that, that I always enjoyed? But, you know, most people probably did it. I don't know. When, like back in the day, I could think of with console. For some reason, I used to really love, you know, they used to have like Tony Hawk, right? Like he had all the skateboard games and those were always great and everybody had them. But there was a, a BMX game that came out that was called Dave Mira BMX. And this is this is a blast from the past. And I honestly can't oh, yeah. remember how long ago it was when I was playing it. And, and, and I'm not that, you know, I'm not too old. I'm only 26. So it couldn't have been, you know, anything more than what? 
10 years, you know, maybe 15 years ago, I'd say sometime around that. But, you know, I always like, you know, some of the different games that would come out then. Um, but lately, I would have to say it's been uh, Escape from Tarkov. It's actually a game that I like to, you know, get into offline because it's extremely immersive. It's, uh, it's, it's a blast when you can really just, you know, tune out any distractions and like focus it and play the, you know, the hardcore simulation that it, that it, you know, kind of gives. Right. That's probably the game that has my interest level is high that I haven't really jumped into yet, especially because of some of the big patches recently. Sounds like they've been really working on getting some of the, uh, optimization stuff worked out sure sure i mean it's definitely one of those games that you you it's almost kind of like a trend these days right and not throwing shade here or anything like that where you have these studios that have really really good ideas but sometimes you might you know they might be moving a little too fast you know than what they're capable of keeping up with but every i'm not too knowledgeable on tarkov situation but i will say that every patch that i see them come out with i do notice when i log back into the game that my performance does seem to be better so seems like those guys are you know heading in the right direction um but the game is is an absolute blast. I haven't gone to dive in quite as much as I would like. That's actually my I'd have to say my my Twitch guilty pleasure as well. Like if I'm watching a stream, so you know, obviously I watch a lot of PUBG and games that I play, but Escape from Tarkov is a game I like to put on and just watch people play. It's kind of the game that kind of I'm kind of like in awe. I'm like, "Whoa, that looks challenging." I think that's why I haven't jumped into it, right? It's it's definitely one of those ones that's intimidating, I would say. It's fun to watch. And you lose your gear if you die. So that just. Yeah. <laughs> right. So how did you get the gamer tag Hambino? Is that new? Has that been a long time thing? Tell us about that. All right. Well, Hambino, interesting, um, interesting name, you know, so there, there's a few variations. Well, let's not say variations. I should rather say influences that spawn this nickname. Uh, one being so growing up, my nickname in real life in high school, you know, was actually Ham. <laughs> just, you know, straight up ham. So my real name is Sam. It was just like a goofy thing. One day somebody was goofing around calling me ham and, uh, and it's, and it stuck. And that name stuck for a while into college. And, you know, much like any other nickname, you get it once and, you know, it evolves over time. The longer it sticks with you, you, you know, they put some twists on it and, you know, um, one day somebody, you know, I think it was actually in college when they would have been out, you know, we were having some drinks. It was a, you know, a weekend night or something. And somebody just yelled my name all goofy, like Hambino. And it kind of stuck, you know, and I also credit a little bit to it because I love the Sandlot growing up. There's a bit of a shout out to the Sandlot there within, within the name as well. I would like 1-0. Don't tell anybody this, but I can't get the name of 1-0 yet. I was going to ask, is there a significance to the three? There's actually no significance to the three O's. The significance to the three O's is that when I first got onto Twitch, um, this was actually before I even really started streaming seriously or anything like that. When I was just making a name on Twitch, much like anybody would make a profile on any other website, uh, I went for Hambino because that was the in-game name that I had used, you know, for at that point in years on, you know, ranging from Xbox Live, you know, to Steam and uh, sadly found out that the one O on Twitch was taken. What about the 2-0? Two, uh, two O's was taken as well. <laughs> so we had to go for, you know, three times, third time's the charm, right? From nickname to rally cry. Nice. Exactly, right? As I say, there's a bit of a ambiance to the three O's. You know, it's kind of like Hambino, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it, it doesn't just stop like Hambino. You know, it's kind of like, wow, Hambino. Well, and it seems to be a very popular name to yell at you while you're playing duos. Sligero comes to mind. Yeah, right. You uh, you know, not not sell out or anything, but if you ever top donate or around when somebody top donates on the channel, you'll you'll hear that great sound bit that uh MTB is referencing. Back to these other games you brought up. Have you played any other games competitively? Right, I've seen you play Overwatch. I saw you play some Apex. You jump in Rainbow Six Siege. You mentioned Counter Strike. All very competitive games. Is there anything else that you've done uh, competitively? Because I know you were doing, you were in the PUBG Pro scene. I would say more specifically, you're talking about like at the pro level, more, more or less competitively. Yeah, or just something that you were grinding out trying to get to the pro scene. What, sure. what games have you taken really seriously? My first kind of passion was ignited with competitive gaming was actually with Counter-Strike many, many moons ago. When I had first gotten into PC gaming, and, and I had gotten removed from PC gaming, you know, when I had first started because, uh, you know, I was coming up and had to go to college and go to school. So, like, the, the, the allure of PC gaming was quite not as heavy as it is these days, you know. You know, I got into Counter-Strike and the competition to me comes from also being an athlete. So we started with Counter-Strike 
14 years old. I started playing in the very, very beginning leagues of Counter-Strike. Uh, they were CAL, it was called. And I was playing just like in the open divisions. I wasn't like um, aspiring to be a pro or whatever, but I was definitely looking to play it at a more competitive level and started going into that, you know, esport genre or esports style of play. Uh, it was pretty much that with Counter-Strike. But honestly, I'll tell you, MTV, I'm a competitive individual, right? Any time I play a game, whether it be I'm striving to play it, you know, at the professional level or whether it be, like you said, I play some Overwatch. When I play ranked in Overwatch, I want to be, you know, top 500. Or if I play League of Legends, I, you know, I want to be Masters, although I don't play League of Legends. So I don't exactly know what the <laughs> high, what the highest, but that's one game I have. That, that's my game. Like, well, I'm afraid of that game. I'm going to stay away from it. <laughs> that, that, that's the game for me. But, you know, in any game that I play, I, I usually do try to play you know at the top level because that's just you know like you said the style of games i guess i play kind of breed that competitive style of play um and a little bit of smite fast forward a couple years my most recent before PUBG competitive kind of run and you know if you ever come around the stream you see that i still have a few buddies from the professional smite scene that pop in every now and again and support the channel and it was kind of like we were in the minor leagues back then in smite and i stopped playing smite and they kept going and now they're in the pro leagues and stuff like that so it's kind of cool to see you know all the guys that i was playing with a couple years back in smite are you know now flourishing you know on organizations and stuff yeah that's awesome it's also cool to see that game still going because that was one that i jumped into when it first came out and i was like this could absolutely be something just being that top-down moba style but accuracy is important kind of thing so Yep. And, you know, as I said, somebody who has a uh, primary appeal to FPS games, that skill shot type of style of play at a MOBA was definitely appealing to me. So on your stream in the background, there is an amazing airdrop crate replica. What's the story behind that? <laughs> the infamous airdrop. It's actually quite funny. All the time, people people are like, oh, where'd you get that airdrop? So actually, today, somebody asked me, hey, did you buy that on Amazon? And that was a new one. I hadn't heard that one yet. Usually, you know, people are like, oh, did you get it? Like, is it from like a PUBG event or something like that? But much cooler story than that. Actually, my girlfriend made that for me for Christmas. Homemade, got a cardboard box, painted it red, went out and got a tarp, cut it to size, got two black straps, glued them on. And then put all the Christmas gifts inside the crate. Oh, so you got all your gifts out of that? Yep. And all the Christmas gifts from the lady were inside the loot crate underneath the tree. She said she would have added the red smoke for dramatic effect, but I told her, you know, we, we're not at my mom's house and we have a house we could do something cool like that. Because <laughs> we were at my mom's house for the holidays. Well, while we're on the subject then, you know, every once in a while, we get Alyssa sightings in the chat. <laughs> How important is the support you get from her to your streaming career? Oh, wow. Billion dollar question. <laughs> it's very important. I mean, honestly, when I first started, it was, you know, very much a pipe dream. And, you know, without her consistent support, I 100% would never have been able to make it to the stage that we've, you know, gotten to thus far. And, you know, she still supported me just as much as she was from the start. So I'm excited to see, you know, the next levels that we're able to, you know, make it to. So is it the same with your family? What do they think about what you do about streaming? Do they understand it? Well, I, much like anything, you know, especially something as new as an industry as, you know, live streaming, esports, gaming, you know, et cetera. Um, and especially with, you know, the, the I, I guess you could say negative or, or maybe just call them, you know, just, you know, the negative stigmas or assumptions that people have had about gaming or people who play games in the past. It, it was a learning curve for them. You know what I mean? At first, they were like, huh, okay, sounds like, you know, cool. Like, here goes Sam, you know, doing one of his cool ideas. Like, And my family's always supportive, right, if no matter what I do, regardless if they might not necessarily agree with a decision. Like, I could tell you right now, when, when I told everybody, like, hey, I'm going to stop, you know, working this job and I'm going to go live stream, everybody was like, hmm, <laughs> you know, like... Like anybody might be, you know, sens sensible family concern. Um, but they're they're always supportive, and you know, now that they've seen you know my channel evolve, they've seen the success that I've been so blessed to to have. They've seen the the things that I've been able to do. I mean, going to competing events in Seattle, attending conventions in California, you know, traveling all over the country doing that type of stuff. You know, hopefully get to be doing a lot more traveling this year. That's something that's big on the agenda. We got some cool stuff planned uh, to be on the lookout for. It's a lot of cool stuff that's happening so it's kind of as this becomes bigger 
they're like, oh, okay, like I see now. It's real. Yes, I guess that's a good way to put it. Like, uh, you know, tangible, maybe. Like it's not as much as like a dream or a thought. Right. He's not just sitting in the spare bedroom. Yes. Which which is quite funny because, you know, when I was younger and like li- still living at home, right. And, you know, I, I was, you know, living in a bedroom in my mom's house, you know, like I, I, I used to get, you know, the, the knock, 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 knock on the door, you know, at, at one, one AM, like, or, or the text, you know, like, shit, stop yelling. Cause I'd, you know, be gaming like they're in mid, they're in mid, you know, like playing counter-strike or whatever, screaming. So it's funny, you know, at one point I was, you know, the guy at two in the morning yelling and waking everybody up in in, in the uh, bedroom and now it's you know a way of life <laughs> more or less right counter-strike player confirmed you know 2 a.m texting yes, right most definitely so how do you balance your time between gaming and real life that that's a tough one to be honest um honestly as a full-time streamer you know, a lot of my time is consumed being, you know, on the computer streaming. Uh, and if I'm not streaming, right, like it, it's not quite as simple as I just get on, I start my stream, I end my stream, that's it. You know, there's other things that go into it. So a lot of time goes into being, you know, involved with the stream or or on stream or doing something like that. Um, and balance is tough. It's something that I'm currently working on. Balance is the key to anything, right? You want to do everything in moderation. I have a routine. So every Saturday, I take off. And honestly, on Saturdays, I try to just stay away from the computer, the phone. I do real-life tasks. I spend time with with Alyssa. You know, we'll make plans. We'll be like, hey, we're going to go do something here. Or we're going to take care of all these errands. And then we're going to do this, this, and this. To be honest, outside of that, it's pretty much, you know, most of my days are oriented with, with streaming in one way or another. But that's okay, right? Because it's it's not... I, I enjoy that. Yeah. So, like, when you when you finish, when your stream is done... How much time do you have left in the day typically? Typically, if the stream ends, you know, on what it usually does about seven o'clock, um, I'd say probably a little bit earlier. Let's say about six o'clock I end. It gives me about four to five hours to do whatever I want to do, get done whatever I have to get done and make sure that I'm asleep and, you know, getting about seven to eight hours of sleep. So, yeah, about four to five hours daily is what I have outside of, you know, the little bit of time in the morning that I have. But that's usually, you know, morning routine stuff, you know, wake up, shower, take the dog out, eat, etc. Awesome. Well, let's um, let's jump into some PUBG questions. For sure. This podcast is all about. So I would call you an extremely good fragger if I had to put one sentence on it. Mm -hmm. But you've also played in the pro scene and you now stream full time. Correct. Do you miss the pro scene at all? Oh, of course. The thing is, I mean, without 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 going into detail, you know, there's just circumstances that are just not optimal it, with that situation at the current moment for me personally. But I most definitely miss the pro scene. That's that competitive nature coming back out, right? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> so what do you think PUBG needs to do to attract big streamers to play competitively? To be honest, I, it, it pains me to say this. I honestly think that that opportunity has passed. I, I do I do not believe that competitive PUBG has the allure that it once had. Now, at the time, you know, so let's just backtrack a little bit, right? When PUBG first comes out, right? It's one of the 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 only battle royales. Exactly, well, technically, I don't even know about it. It's only it's really outside of H1Z1. What are the only standalone battle royales that has come out, right? And, and it's fantastic. It's great. It has the hype. Everybody's every streamer's playing it. Every you know person's watching it. Every person's playing it. Competitive scenes, you know, budding. There's organizations are getting involved. You know, I mean, if you if you think about it, before Fortnite came out, Ninja was a professional PUBG player. Ninja was playing with my good buddy Drassel on Luminosity Gaming. Ninja and Drassel were teammates, right? Ninja like won, I'm pretty sure, like the first ever technically competitive PUBG tournament or something like that. Like, you know, so there there were a lot of big names at one point that were heavily involved in the competitive scene of PUBG, except it wasn't, you know, much much like any opportunity that comes about in life, business, et cetera. You, you have to act on these opportunities when, you know, they're available. And unfortunately, it seems that that opportunity or that window, you know, has closed, you know, slowly but surely, you know, I'd say over what, what's about a year and a half, give or take. So at this point, I don't know how much they can do. I think any of the big streamers that are left in the scene are primarily content creators. Now you do have streamers that are very successful uh, because of their successes as pro players as well. So there are de- most definitely, you know, let's say, quote unquote, big streamers uh, that are also professional players. So they have done that to some extent. 
but I don't think they'll be able to change anybody's position on if they're going to be a content creator or a competitive player. Yeah. So do you think it would even be good for the game if the content creators were interested in the pro scene or more interested in the competitive scene? Well, 100%, I think it would help. I don't know if it would necessarily help the game, but it would definitely help the competitive seed. And if one factor of PUBG Corp is, you know, doing very well, one should think that, you know, the rest of PUBG Corp would also be benefiting from their success. So, I mean, more exposure from, obviously, for bigger streamers is is never a bad thing, obviously. You know, like they say, there's no such thing as bad publicity. You know, at the at the end of the day, you take it with a grain of salt. But I, I think that it would be beneficial overall, for sure, to get a bigger audience, you know, tuning into these events. I've been saying it a lot recently that I think one of the big things PUBG has going for it is already having a fleshed out custom server systems, right? I look at Twitch Rivals and all of the other Battle Royale games, and it's always a pub stomp, whereas the Twitch Rivals that you just recently won had very different game modes, and many of them, which made it, in my opinion a much better viewing experience. Do you think the custom servers having already been fleshed out is a big advantage for PUBG right now? 100%. Um, I, I think that what you're also seeing, you know, and, and now you got to also look back, right? You, you take a look at Battle Royale as a genre, right? It, it's not so much anymore about like, is PUBG esports succeeding, right? You see a bit of a struggle across the board of all Battle Royale games in their esports departments. I mean, anybody who's up with the news of the times that, you know, on social media, I, I follow some Fortnite pros. I always see them expressing a lot of concerns. Uh, you know, I follow PUBG pros. I was once one. I see them expressing concerns of blackout, same thing, apex, same thing, right? So it seems that the battle royale genre, they're facing a, a tougher market than other games have in the past, you know, games like Counter-Strike, Dota, League of Legends, etc. But going back to your point, the fact to ha- that they have a custom server infrastructure 100% gives them a leg up from a competitive standpoint. And let's be real. You, you, you know, you watch one of these rivals events online, right? You know, nobody buys tickets to go watch LeBron James go play a bunch of guys and pick up basketball and, you know, slam dunk, you know, over six people. And, and you'd be like, wow, he's so good, right? They, they want to go watch LeBron James you know, go up against, you know, Kobe Bryant, or, you know, I know that's not possible anymore. But that's why I think PUBG provides an extremely good spectator experience, not only for esports, but also for streamer tournaments, other tournaments, because you're watching your favorite streamers play against each other. They're not killing some random player. Well, and you bring up a really good comparison there with LeBron. I think most people would tune in to watch average joes go up against lebron one time yeah i you're that's a very that's a very valid rebuttal to that uh to that statement mdb without a doubt <laughs> I, I would <laughs> right and which i think is why twitch rivals has done really well but but that's going to lead me into this next question about apex you dove heavily into apex when it first came out and i've recently seen you back playing a lot more PUBG. What do you think Apex has done for the overall battle royale genre and what's brought you back to PUBG recently? Well, Apex, you know, hats off to Apex. They're they're breaking records uh, left and right. I'm pretty sure their most recent accolade is crossing like 50 million concurrent, or not concurrent, I'm sorry, 50 million overall players, uh, which, which is an extreme feat. I'm pretty sure it took Fortnite about two months or so to get to that number. And these guys have done it, I think, in about 30 days. So any any time a game comes out like that, right, it, it's only beneficial for the industry as a whole, regardless if it be a battle royale game or, you know, or whatever. It's, it's attracting a wider audience to, you know, to the industry that, you know, we all love support and some of us, you know, survive off of. I have nothing but, you know, praises to give, you know, to these companies that are putting out games that are PUBG competitors, if that's a good way to put it. I I think they're great. But for me personally, uh, you know, I I talk about this often. Apex right now, it's kind of like you're kind of comparing it to, you know, the rivals between like Apex and PUBG, right? Like Apex right now, it's a little, it seems a little bit 
pub stomp, right? And and for yeah. for those who might not know what a pub stomp is, more or less a pub stomp is like easy mode. You know, it's like it seems that there's a very wide player base, so the 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 chances that you're going up against another player that might have an equal or better skill level as you is probably slim to none just because of the amount of players that they have and how many players are probably actively playing the game at the current time. I I think that we will see a big change in terms of strategy, skill level, etc. in a game like Apex when they further introduce uh, things like ranked mode, dynamic circle settings, uh, things that just tailor to a more competitive experience. Awesome. I, I tend to agree with you and I like what you said that Apex kind of raises the bar for all battle royales or at least gets another one into the mix. I'm with you. I think that can only be a good thing. And I, I wanted to transition into the some stream questions, but you brought up something before that's just resonating in my mind. And you talked about how there's kind of complaints about PUBG from basically every sector, right? The professional players, the content creators, the casual players, the hardcore casuals, basically all sources. Sure. So I'm curious, what do you think needs to get improved in the short term for PUBG to remain successful? I think what you need to see are changes that are specific to FPP, which is first person perspective. And I think you need to see server or, you know, maintenance changes that are specific to third person perspective. Right now, it seems that they are kind of, you know, putting out one patch that addresses issues over both categories. Pretty much that just doesn't work, right? Because they're two different type of style of games, right? Although you're still playing the same title on the same map, do it using the same weapons, right? The perspective change really does, you know, totally change the gameplay experience that one would have. Uh, so, so to be patching issues for both style games, like that, I, I think you're seeing, you know, you're just seeing PUBG Corp trying to adhere to their majority market, which is third person perspective. And, you know, there is more of a casual approach, uh, some say, you know, in the way that PUBG Corp has been handling things, because that's what the masses are looking for. Uh, we haven't really gotten any answers or explanations as to why they've made, you know, some of the changes that they have or done some of the things that they've done. You know, you are without a doubt, you know, not wrong that right now PUBG is is in an interesting state uh i think there's some things without going too much into detail there's a there's a lot of common issues that get touched on you know often you know loot tables on certain maps uh map rotation during certain times of the day and your obvious you know server connection issues um but yeah i think you know long story short that if PUBG were to kind of separate their dev team into one to focus on one perspective and one to focus on the other that you'll see you know more happiness across the player base rather than you know lopsided changes or half your player base is happy half your player base is like okay in the beginning of your answer i was sitting there thinking like i wonder what he's going to say for long term but i think it's the same answer if i would clarify what you're saying is that they really need to focus on the first person side and the third person side separately or do you think there's something else that they need to look at for long-term success as well i think any business you know especially for a corporation that has generated as big as a title that PUBG has, you know, I, th I think that they should most definitely have some plans for their game that will carry them, you know, through the next one, two, three, four years. I have very minimal experience or anything like that in, in game development or, or strategy. So I think that a lot of the changes that, you know, I bring as a player are more, I guess you could say more like short term advice or changes that I have. But the proof is in the pudding, you know, with some industries, you, you listen to the people who play the game and it tends to see, you know, your project thrive. So I would say, you know, one thing they could definitely do is perhaps listen to some of their influencers that they've brought on board, specifically their PUBG partners, um, uh, you know, hopefully listen to what they have to say. Nice. I like that. It's interesting that you brought that up because there is a massive community of people that love this game. I also think there's a massive community of people that used to love this game and would come back and love it again. I could break down just like a little, a, a little basic way that I've kind of been describing it. And, and this kind of relates to like the Apex PUBG situation that we briefly touched on previously. The thing with PUBG, right? I, I, I mean, you just look at the game, right? It offers a gunplay mechanic that is just not available, right? In any other title or, or has ever, honestly, you're, you're looking at, at gunplay mechanics that 
are one of a kind, you know, probably I really can't think of a game, honestly, before, like, obviously of Counter-Strike that came before it, you know, that was a revolutionary, you know, gun mechanic for a first person shooter. And they have a great core, right? But it seems that the shell that they have is, is very broken. And it's a turnoff for a lot of players and, and gamers, and especially people who put a lot of hours into games, you know, like they don't want to die because they only found a pistol in four houses, or, or they don't want to die because like their bike glitch flew up in the air 3000 feet landed and they blew up you know they don't want to die because of this bug uh you know not to sound like you know i'm, I'm, I'm complaining or, or anything like that but just kind of keep it real that you know you go and you play a game like apex where it might be a little more casual and it might not have that same satisfaction that PUBG has it's a smooth gameplay experience nine out of ten times and and, and I think that's a, you know, a perpetual issue that you see with PUBG is, is that eventually, you know, people just get fed up. They, they just say, you know what, that's the last time I die in PUBG because of this. And then they, you know, they kind of move on to, you know, the next title, you know, and I think we've all, you know, have, have had our frustrations with, with PUBG as a community, you know, from top, you know, from the biggest to the big to the, to the bottom, like everybody I'm sure has had some type of woe or concern with the way that PUBG has handled something. But, you know, it's, I think they could be a little bit, they could run a bit of a tighter ship there, in my opinion, when it comes to, you know, fixing issues and addressing stuff like that. I love the way you use that egg comparison where the core of it is mm -hmm. really good, but the shell's a little bit broken. And I think that's just, it, it rings true for me. I will fully admit I played Apex for two weeks when it first came out. And very quickly after that first game I dropped in or the first week, I was like, this is it, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching. But then came back and I, I dropped into PUBG with some friends, got an AK, sprayed somebody down, <laughs> and I was back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that yes. gunplay, that core gunplay is just incredible. So I, uh, I think that's an awesome long-term point that they, they have a core game that people love, but they really got to work on the shell. That's a great point, man. All right, so. I've got to share my story about how it's a great I one. found your it's stream a great one. and how I got engaged because, I, yeah, I think it's pretty incredible and I think it's very indicative of your community. So I was visiting Colorado for Thanksgiving last year. My cousin brought a friend who I'd never met before to Thanksgiving dinner. And this friend happens to be a house on fire who's a member of your community. And we comp we're comparing notes on streamers, right? We're sitting out in the garage having the post-Thanksgiving cigar. And we're talking about who do you watch? And right, our whole family is like, what are you guys talking about? Right? Because they don't understand Twitch at all. Right? So we're over in the corner and everyone else is somewhere else. And we're going through the big names and, you know, we're talking, you know, oh yeah, Shroud and you watch the doc. Oh sure. Sometimes. And then we're talking about some other streamers. Like, what about swag? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what about Hambino? Do you watch Hambino? <laughs> I was like, who's Hambino? <laughs> right. So he's like, he's awesome, man. You got to check him out. So I put it down on my phone, get home a few days later, checked out the channel, said, Hey, told the Thanksgiving story just to put my presence in chat and see if anyone cared and immediately got gifted a sub by somebody in your channel. And it became this discussion for like 10 minutes. And I was like, wow, they are interested in this story. And I got a sub gifted immediately and I've been there ever since. So let's talk about the Hamley. How did that community name come about? We're going to go, we're going to go way back. Uh, it's going to be the summer. Actually, I'd say the fall, fall of 2018 when I, uh, I first started, you know, I, I've evolved a bit as a streamer. There's been some minor branding changes, some things that have kind of lingered around that, you know, still kind of show the original colors of, of the stream and, and kind of how it first started. But the Hamley, I'm trying to remember exactly now. It was one of those instances, right? Where like, you know, you're just kind of hanging out, playing a game. I, I was hanging out with some people in the stream and somebody was talking. They were like, ham, ham jam, ham fam. And, and then like somebody just said like Hamley. And they're like, dude, that's what you should call your community. And I was like, that's fantastic. I love it. Right. Like it, it, it's simple yet, you know, it, it's unique. Uh, it, it kind of encompasses, right, that idea of like, you know, when somebody says the Hamley, you know exactly what, you know, what they're talking about if you're, you know, familiar with Twitch, PUBG, and my stream, right? It, it's, it's one of those things that I kind of think it hits, it hits the nail on the head in terms of simplistic yet informative, maybe? Is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> well, it, it's a, it's a play on words, but 
to be honest, man, you've created a community that I would guess that you have the highest sub to follower ratio of anywhere on Twitch. I thought we were just talking about more so like name origin without, with, okay, okay. Yeah. Going in specifically, they are, you know, the community that we have built here is honestly unreal. Uh, some days I, I even wonder, you know, it's one of those things that I'm like, wait, how this, it kind of just happened. Right. And, 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 and I think that's kind of like a, a testament to your story, right? Is it's just like the type of vibe, the type of person the uh you know just the the type of energy that we have you know within our community at our stream just kind of attracts people on its own right like you know we're we're out here and and we're putting in the work we're we're marketing ourselves and we're networking right and and we're, we're broadening for sure but like at the end of the day it's just kind of one of those things that like we've just been so blessed and kind of have this great collective group of individuals who are caring and, you know, supportive and everybody plays games together and, you know, they're, they're sharing stories and we got posts in the discord about, oh, we did this today and we cooked this. I mean, we have, we do custom batches on Sunday and we have full families, literally husband, wife, kid. You know what I mean? Like and that, that's the type of stuff that that's really what it's all about. In my opinion, you know, it's, it's, it's really awesome to see that, right? That, you know, we have built something bigger than just, you know, a place to hang out. It's actually, you know, where people are making friends, you know, we're, we're building relationships and having a blast doing it, you know, and, and people support each other. We have other streamers, you know, we, we have emote artists that get commissioned by all the people who stream in our community. You know, we have, we have people, you know, we have sound gurus who help everybody set up all their mixers and their microphones. We have, we have techies who help when people have computer problems. So it's kind of just become this giant hub of awesome people who have a wide range of talents and everybody just helps and supports each other. It's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome to hear, Matt. It's cool to hear the inside of that, right? Everybody gets the face of your community when they come and hang out in the stream but my personal experience is that I've made some really cool friends really fast that I now play with, you know, nearly every night, which is becoming a problem. I take no responsibility for that. That's uh, your, your full decision. I don't think anybody can take responsibility for the TK boys. So what is the coolest thing that has happened to you as a result of your success on Twitch and your community growing? Wow. I mean, there's, 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 I could say there's a few different answers to that question, but one I would have to say really is just, you know, being, being blessed enough to have what one might have considered at one time a hobby, uh, become my way of life. Right. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like that, that testament to, you know, if you, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Right. You, you know, kind of like that type of, of, of saying. And that's why what you were talking to me about, about balancing. And I love, I love my girlfriend to death. Right. Like I love doing stuff, you know, outside of streaming, but I also love streaming. So that's why, like, you know, I have no problem. That's why we're here. You know, what are, we've been averaging 240 plus hours a month. I absolutely love it. So uh, I, I can't get enough of it. You know, I never like, you know, don't get me wrong with human beings. Some days I wake up, I'm, I'm cranky, I'm tired. I don't want the camera in my face or the photo lights on because it's too bright. My eyes hurt. You know, I want to sit in the dark, you know, in my boxers and play some video game. <laughs> you know what I mean? That Those days come because I'm a human being. But 99% of the time, pushing that starting start stream button is one of the easiest things I've ever done. And that is such a blessing right there. And that's pretty much would definitely be, you know, the end all be all answer to, to your question. But there's been a ton of other, you know, cool experiences that I touched on previously, like traveling, getting to meet a ton of awesome people ranging, you know, from some of the largest content creators on Twitch to people who work in the industry. You know, there's just been so many amazing things, but definitely being able to live my dream. That's awesome, man. I didn't expect that big of an answer, but I love it. So on the flip side of that, though. What's the weirdest thing that has happened to you during a live stream? <laughs> I mean, the weirdest, weird is an interesting word to describe some things that have happened. I mean, there's definitely been, I, I think I would use the word maybe interesting rather than weird. I mean, I, I, I've had some, I definitely have had some individuals that, you know, 
have said some things and, and honestly without going too much into detail because obviously they're not positive things you know uh that have definitely been said and and it's kind of like the vulnerability factor right of, of like being on a live stream you know live recording you know every, everything's right there happening in real time there's no editing there's no you know masking or anything like that um so sometimes you're forced to have to deal with interesting situations you know on a moment's notice and you know that that could cause and it, you know, an interesting or quote unquote weird situation within itself. But I, I would say just dealing with people, you know, who decided to say some weird things. I'm a little disappointed that nothing crazy has happened. I'm not going to lie. It's like you try to think like what, what could really happen in a live stream, right? Because like I'm in my home, <laughs> you know, so like the other day, Alyssa came up from work and she yelled boo into my office and scared the ever living crap out of me. You know, like I jumped in my chair, there's a clip of it, you know, somewhere on my Twitch, like funny stuff like that'll happen. But I mean, it, it's usually anything weird would come through an interaction with somebody, you know, through the internet. So usually it's not too good if it's weird. Well, that's what we were hoping to hear about, but I'm I'm glad it hasn't happened. Thankfully, no, I'm, not, I'm knocking on wood. I don't know if the audio is going to pick that one up, but I just want that to go on record. You've got some emotes that get spammed pretty regularly. What is your personal oh. favorite? I mean, there's I have I have so so many great emotes uh, that have been made. Um, you know, I have actually three emote artists technically that I have uh, featured on my page out of the 25 emotes that I have available. Um, I have a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Riot who has done a couple. I have the infamous Mary from the channel who has done majority of my emotes. And I actually have two emotes that are hanging out in there uh, that have been there from the start. And that's the original ham emote um, and the tier two emote, which is esports ready. And these were done by a buddy, uh, who has been supporting me on Twitch for a very long time. Uh, so I got, I got to stick with the classic ham. You know what I mean? It, it's always great. You look at the chat and, and it's one of those emotes where you just look at it and it's like, it's a ham and, and it's like funny yet like kind of, kind of like cute looking. So it's like kind of, it's like quirky. It kind of just fits that role. So when I see the chats blow up, you know, spam the ham with the infamous saying it, uh, it makes me smile for sure. Nice. So do you have a favorite emote for another streamer? Hmm, that's actually a pretty good question. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't have one off the top of my head, um, but everybody that I'm subscribed to does have great emotes. I love them all. That is such a political answer. I'm trying to catch you on something. <laughs> You're good at getting around it. So the Hamley's probably one of the most positive internet quote unquote forces out there. But I have to ask, is there a meme in your channel that you wish would go away? Um, well, I kind of did one away that, you know, I, I didn't really take it to the voting. I definitely flexed the, uh, the hierarchy <laughs> there. Uh, but it was definitely the overlay. It was definitely the overlay. And I think anybody who's familiar with the channel probably saw this answer coming. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, you get, you get lost in the, in the mix, right? You got the camera in your face, the lights are on, you, you know, temperature might be a little hot. You just dropped into boot camp. You might forget to push the overlay button because you wanted to show off your cool graphics that you paid an awesome artist to make. So, you know, I, I, I did away with the overlay meme because now, oh my goodness, I, I swear you guys give me anxiety. I, I'm not, I'm not joking. It, you could, yeah. it'd be like 25 people saying overlay, 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 overlay. And I'm just like, you know, I feel like it's like one of those dreams where like I'm on a stage and there's like a really bright spotlight on me and everybody in the audience is just looking and I'm sitting there like, uh, <laughs> that's what goes through my head in those moments. So this is, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. If you had an unlimited budget, what would you want to do related to your stream? Actually, I, I honestly have an answer off the top of my head. I would build an outdoor like desk station, like an office. So it would kind of like, I, and obviously now if I had an unlimited budget, the fanciness of, of my idea would be raised quite a bit, but I more or less would like to build a glass, not like a box, but like a glass room in like a really cool landscape outside so you can stream and game in like while being, you know, kind of outside looking at a cool view, you know, and kind of get the elements of nature, but also, you know, be gaming at the same time. Where would you build this box? That's the that's a million dollar question. I definitely would have to scout a proper location for the outdoor office to be built on because you, you got to have a proper view there, right? You know, yeah, good, good background for the camera. So the stream gets to be like, whoa, like there's actually there's a cool uh, apartment complex in downtown in the uh, city of Raleigh. And uh, they have, you know, the big floor to ceiling windows on the 25th floor. And I always thought, you know what, that'd probably be a, be a cool background, you know, something like that. Just like, you know, give the chat something cool to look at. So definitely an outdoor office. Nice. That's a very unique and cool answer. I like that. So 
what's next, man? What what can we expect to see going forward from Hambino Trios? <laughs> Hambino Trios. No, that's good you say that actually because you never know how many people might go and look up Hambino just with one O. So right, gotta <laughs> gotta make sure you emphasize the Trios, the Hambino. You know, kind of like the fade out. <laughs> What's next? I mean, 2019 has already, you know, been off to a roaring start. Uh, I'm just very grateful, you know, for, for all the progress and success that we've been finding early on in this year. Um, you know, one, one can hope that we keep doing what we're doing and, you know, we'll continue, you know, on that same kind of trend. Um, I got some stuff planned for 2019 that I think will be really cool. We're going to be doing some traveling, hitting up some events. Um, I got some friends that have some thing in the works. Um, I might be, you know, debuting in some, some projects and stuff like that. Nothing that I could really, you know, touch too heavily on. I got to leave everybody off with a little teaser, keep them coming back for more, but we definitely have some cool stuff. Uh, some cool stuff lined up with our sponsors. Um, I'll, you know, I'll give them a shout out later on in the segment. Um, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of traveling, a lot of tournaments. Hopefully we'll be doing some Twitch rivals. And who knows? Who knows? Who knows what type of changes they might make to competitive PUBG or maybe another game will come out and maybe we'll see Hambino get back into the pro scene. That's uh, definitely something that's always a possibility. Well, that brings us to automatic fire questions. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You get a few seconds to answer. Try to be quick. There's no real time limit on it. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Favorite PUBG map? There we go. Favorite gun with no attachments or scopes? M4. Favorite fully kitted gun? M4. What's your favorite food? Italian. Number one bucket list destination? Fiji. Who is your favorite streamer to watch in the morning? Tim the Tapman. Who's your favorite streamer to watch in the afternoon? I'm streaming in the afternoon. And the final question, which is a PUBG knowledge question. What is the maximum amount of health you can heal with a first aid? 75. I think it's 74 if you think about it. Because you can't be a zero. Tag, 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 tag. <laughs> but, but technically, but technically, MTB, it could heal you for 75 in the event that you could heal from zero HP. So do we have a double answer there? I think both might be applicable. The, the best part about this was we come up with these as a group of hosts. <laughs> We sent that one in as going to be the next one, and it turned into quite the debate. So we'll leave it with a double answer. I, I like the double answer there because I think theoretically, but no, we we could take a, an extra thirty seconds real quick to talk about that, right? Give give them a little extra content. Um, no, because you're right, right? You have one. You could technically only have one HP in PUBG, but theoretically, could you maybe have like point one HP? So technically, could the first aid do seventy four point nine nine in healing? Well, that's what in I was thinking about too, theory? right? Because what about what about a tick from a boost? What if you lost that last point of damage and then your boost was ticking? Because we've all seen those scenarios where we were running into the blue zone or the person that just made it in because of the tick of a painkiller. Yes. So I don't know. I actually don't know. That would be a fantastic question to have. You know, I, I'm going to at PUBG that question actually that, Wacky that is jackie a, where are you yeah yeah right this would be one for 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 a fellow content creator much like wacky jackie we need some analytical mind on uh and some video evidence on this one but that that's definitely one we'll bring up in the stream i'm to get some some answers on that so we'll, we'll get back to everybody with a, a more specific answer to that question and if you know for sure get it into the uh yes into the discord under the show yes. feedback or curious. stop by the stream and be like hey hambino i thought you used to play pro technically a first date can heal for <laughs> this amount and i'll be like you know what you're, you're right <laughs> all right man so we have reached the end here is there anything that you want to say to your community and or the listeners of the podcast you got the floor all right well first off you know i have to shout out the family always coming in, showing the maximum amount of support, taking this wild ride with me, and, uh, you know, just being a great group of people from all around the world, uh, you know, that is continuing to grow every day. So thank you guys for being great. And to all the listeners, thank you. Bear with me. It was got a little, you know, tongue-tied. This is one of my first podcasts, so hopefully I did all right. And, uh, you know, definitely something I would like to do in the future. So I hope you guys enjoyed. And, uh, Obviously, thank you to MTB and the rest of the people at the uh, Winner Winner podcast for uh, asking me to come on board. Awesome, man. And again, thank you for coming on. 
but I also want to give you a second to have the promotional floor. Is there anything that you want to tell people about that's coming up? I know you alluded to some things, but maybe you have something concrete. Uh, any shout outs you want to make to your sponsors and then make sure that you tell people how to find you. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so in terms of anything up and coming with me specifically, traveling events, uh, tournaments, I have nothing on the near horizon. There was a potential showing at PAX East, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to work out. Um, but like I said, my name is in the uh, the Twitch Rivals hat, just waiting to get pulled. So at any day, we could get the drop uh, that we might have a current event coming up. So make sure you you know tune into all the socials that I'll list here in a little bit. Uh, but I'll do a little shout out to the sponsors. Uh, you know, these guys are great. I have two sponsors uh, that, you know, th they help me in numerous ways. Uh, you know, they're helping me grow, also helping me follow the dream on a level that's not so much community, but a little more business oriented. They're helping me out with some stuff. So I want to shout out Tricky Vapor. Uh, you guys head over there, use the code Hamley. You could get 40% off your order. That's trickyvapor.com. And I also am sponsored by Gigabyte and Aurus. Uh, if you guys come by the channel, you'll find numerous links where we're doing monthly giveaways for money that could be redeemed on their online store and used towards their products. Um, so if you guys come on down, we'll get you affiliated with Tricky Vapor and Aurus and Gigabyte. Awesome, man. So give them your socials, give them your Twitch channel. Where can they find you? Awesome. You can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash Hambino. That's H-A-M-B-I-N-O-O-O. And you can find me with the same username on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You're just going to throw a little TV at the end. And I post on the Instagram as all 30-second uh, segment clips. So it's a great little place to check out some of my content on the fly. Hambino, sir, it was a pleasure. This is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got a crazy schedule, especially following that awesome tournament win. So on behalf of the Winner Winner community and podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Would love to do it again sometime soon. Awesome. Well, it was awesome having Hambino on the podcast. Uh, guys, on listening to this podcast, whether you're a part of his community already, whether you're a part of our community here at the podcast, make sure you go check this guy out on Twitch. Tell him that you heard him on the podcast. Even if you're a regular member of the Hamley, make sure you let him know that you heard him here. We want to support him and let him know that this is something because we kind of want to have him back. So let him know, get him back to us, but make sure he knows that you heard this. And we're back. You guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview. It was a pleasure having him Bino on the show. I can't thank him enough for fitting us into his schedule. Before I let you go, I wanted to give you a quick preview of what is coming in the next few weeks. We are launching our mini-series on Apex Legends. We're going to be breaking down some core elements of the game to help you get better and win more games. Look for four to five episodes to be released over the next month, with the first one dropping later this week. This will not, I repeat, it will not slow down our PUBG release schedule. Outside of that, guys, do me a favor. Go check Hambino out. Let him know you heard the podcast. If you're not a member of our Discord yet, get over there, squad up, play some PUBG games, play some Apex, chat about games, whatever. Just get in there. The link will be in the show notes. Thanks to our awesome musical guest, as always, the illustrious Spiffy Man. I wanted to give one final thank you to Hambino. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show. We truly appreciate that. We will have all of the links to his Twitch channel and his social media in the show notes. Lastly, guys, if you liked this episode, if you hated it, if you had any opinion at all, please let us know. We've got a spot on the Discord for feedback. You can also DM me on Discord, chat with me on Twitter or Twitch. I'm MTB Trigger on any of those mediums. Folks, that is all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. You're amazing. Winner, winner, out.